Hello, and welcome to another edition of the NSPE Speaks podcast. NSPE Speaks is the only podcast produced especially for professional engineers by the National Society of Professional Engineers. I'm Danielle Boykin, the Associate Editor here at NSP Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm joined today by Carl Feldman, a partner with Hinge Marketing. In this podcast, we are going to discuss issues around professional engineering talent acquisition and provide some insight on how firms can attract and retain top talent. Carl recently wrote about this topic in the Leading Insights section of the January-February issue of PE Magazine. Thanks so much for joining me today, Carl. Thank you, Danielle. Um, Before we get into our discussion about attracting and retaining talent, can you uh, please inform our listeners just about Hinge Marketing and your role within the organization? Sure. So, first of all, we're neighbors uh, with NSPE, so close by in Western Virginia here. Um, Hinge is a full-service marketing, branding, uh, research firm. Uh, We're just outside of D.C., and we focus exclusively on professional services firms and you know research is is kind of part of our DNA so we've conducted a lot of primary industry research across verticals including management consulting technology govcon uh, finance and law and one of our most mature segments is AEC and as a partner you know, I lead the AEC vertical and get to work across across uh, architecture, engineering, and construction uh, from really small, very specialized firms all the way up to some of the national and, and global firms. And, you know, it's a little bit meta with this podcast, Danielle. And like a lot of the clients that we work with, you know, as a partner, I have to balance between you know, speaking with with you, uh, AIA, ACEC, uh, traveling for that and authoring educational content and also working directly with our clients, prospective clients, and like we're talking about today, potential recruits. It's something that, you know, we as professional services know and, you know, our clients go through as well. Well, in your article, How Engineering Firms Can Attract and Keep Top Talent, You mentioned that in a recent Hinge employer branding study that recruiting was named as a top challenge. Is that still the case uh, this year um, since that uh, study was put out um, in 2018? Um, And what are some of the reasons or conditions making recruitment such a challenge uh, for AEC firms? Yeah, that's a a great question. Actually, on my desk, we're, we're in the middle of analyzing the most recent study and segmenting it down by the different verticals. And I can tell you, overall professional services, so across all those verticals, uh, recruiting top talent was the number three challenge. It came in right behind a, a couple of other telling challenges, which were increased competition from above and below and forces uh, downward, downward price pressure, commoditization. Now, for AEC, we've uh, our vertical, it has been a top challenge is, is jockey between first and second over the past three, four years, and it looks like, you know, we're, we're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's, it looks like it held on to its number one position this year again. And, you know, so if you kind of look at professional services overall, that increased competition and the 
the tight uh, labor market for specialized skills, that's really keeping us right at the, the top of overall firm challenges. You know, it's a, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of competition, mergers and acquisitions uh, coming into this is, is very difficult to to get that uh, the top talent, and especially at that 10 to 15-year vet, that's is fighting really hard for them. Okay, and that was actually my next question. I'm like, when you think of top talent, like who does that describe? Um, you know, because you have people trying to get new engineers into the, um, into their organizations, but as far as what's that, that sweet spot when they're looking for someone yeah. to hire? Okay. You know, we really see it across across the whole spectrum. You know, building in you know the, the fresh new talent out of school. You know, looking for the the veterans, but that ten to fifteen year that's that's really intense, and it goes right along with the tactical need of you know, we just we just got all this new business now. We need that that leadership layer, the the up the, the rising stars to really help drive that business and you know get it through. Now, one of your proposed solutions to this to the recruitment challenges you mentioned involves branding. And I think when most people generally think of branding, it involves branding to attract customers or clients. Now, how does the branding concept apply uh, when you're recruiting that new in, that engineering top talent that you need? So how does that that work? Mm-hmm. Well, Danielle, it's a great question. And you know, if you think about it, a lot of times what we hear. Uh, when the word branding is used, immediately everybody goes to the visual assets, you know, the logo, and how do we, how, what's our look and feel, and how do we talk about our mission? But you know, I like to think about branding as a firm's reputation. Yeah, if it's a formula, it's reputation times visibility. So, what's known about your firm? How visible is it? How are you connecting with audiences? And you do think about it first as now, how am I connecting with with prospective clients? How am I being perceived to those audiences? But I think for our discussion, the good news is a lot of the right things that you would do in that context also apply to recruiting because some of the same things that recruits are looking for, new businesses interested in that as well, things like you know, firm culture or how you are promoting the visibility of experts within your firm. Those are all things when we go out and do the specific employer branding research, those are things that are very important across even multiple generations of of potential recruits. Baby boomers, Gen Mm -hmm. Xers, even millennials, they look for it differently, but they're all in some way looking for things that are very tied to your overall brand perception out there. So how does an AEC firm go about creating that solid employer brand, um, are there any steps that uh, you recommend that uh, leadership takes, um, marketing, just so what are some things they should think about when they're working towards that brand? Well, I think um, one one common thread be, between firms large and small is bandwidth is always at a premium. So mm-hmm. understanding <laughs> kind of what your, what your challenges are and, you know, the audiences that you're speaking to, the specific needs that you need you know, that you have to fill. Yeah, you know, I mentioned that 10 to 15 year vet, that I think overall that's a real um, hot point, but uh, frankly, it's, it's very specific to your firm. You know, what kind of uh, expertise are, are you looking for? What 
what gaps do you need to close? And that question, or you know, some of the hunches of you know the ideal people that uh, teams that you need to bring in, I would describe that as knowing your audiences. That's that's really step one. So understanding, you know, if it's branding for new business, you're understanding the audiences that that you're selling to. But for recruits, understanding the types of talent that are going to be the best fit, that are going to help deliver your work in the best way, and that are going to fit with your culture, it's important to understand that uh, both from an internal perspective and external. What are they what are they looking for? Uh, how, what are the crossover, the things that your firm provides? Uh, understanding that is, is really important. And some of it, uh, leadership will inherently know, but you know, being being kind of research nerds, we always think, how how could you understand this and quantify some of those needs? And if you look inside your firm, if you have uh, enough folks either speaking directly to them or doing some kind of formal survey, especially for recently hired people, that can be a great source of information. So understanding what you know, some of your top talent that you already have, what attracted them to your firm in the first place, you round out the picture of your audiences. And does that also involve, I, I guess, because we're also talking about retention, I'm trying to see mm-hmm. what's making people stay versus um, going elsewhere, especially if they're top talent. Absolutely. I, I think the, the kind of you know, tying tying along with that, if you think about, the visibility, how visible uh, are those things once you understand what's important to the potential recruit audience? How visible is that in your in your regular efforts? you know if you if bandwidth is a is a concern like it always is, what what things are you already doing to promote your brand that you can add a layer of you know kind of showing under the hood? this is this is how we operate. this is how our our mentoring works. Uh, giving giving a little uh, glimpse into you know, your culture, your firm's culture, and what it might be like to work at your firm. Uh, those those perspectives can usually be added into things you might already be doing. Are there any steps or any things that the firm should do when they're ready, I guess, to uh, launch or promote their brand, or is it something you do little by little? Uh, just how does that work once you're really thinking about that. Okay, so you know who you're looking for, you've got the message when you when you're ready to go out, I think uh, it's important to have the hands-on tools, so whether that's uh, leave behind uh, material or material for events, that's important, but I think one of the biggest assets today uh, is your website and what you might be communicating online and other platforms like LinkedIn. Those are those are uh, really important and highly visible places that you can promote some of that content when you're talking about your culture, uh, sharing sharing how some of your experts work. That's a that's a highly visible uh, tool that you can use to to get that message out. And um, I know that Henge, you provide a lot of resources. So are there any? Metrics or benchmarking tools and resources that you recommend that firms that firms use to ensure that the branding is actually working and producing the desired results they want. Uh-uh. Sure, sure. Um, I, I think 
Absolutely. Feel free to check out Hinge. Hinge publishes a lot of free benchmarking mm-hmm. research, and that's a that's a great place to start. Really, I would recommend you know, looking at that as its context. That's what other firms might be doing, and you can kind of benchmark against similar firms. We segment quite a bit. But really, like you were mentioning, Danielle, the the specific metrics that you can track for your efforts, I would pay attention to things like engagement, both on website, LinkedIn. You know, what what engagement are you getting on recruiting messages, on uh, you know employee engagement and advocacy? You know, are your are your current uh, team members sharing information? Are they uh, sharing their experience, engagement can be a, a powerful metric, and there's a lot of different ways to measure that. Uh, the other, the other thing that you look for is from recruits that are coming in, how did they find your firm? And it's it's interesting and uh, connected with some of the, the industry research we do around what the firms that are growing fastest and having you know good profitability, what are they doing different than other firms? One of the the stats that we see there is most of their recruits, like a a larger portion of their recruits identify finding them online and applying online, which is interesting when you think of, you know, as a a traditional headhunter uh, or placement firm versus someone actually finding a firm, the fastest growing engineering firms identify that new recruits are finding them either online or through LinkedIn and applying, like their first touch is coming in through one of these tools. So that's that's evidence of your efforts working together. All right, and you mentioned LinkedIn and your and your website. Are mm-hmm. companies using tools like Twitter and, and, and then Facebook as well, other social media, um, even Instagram, just to highlight their, sure, sure. their brand? Well, it depends if your projects look good, you know, if you can get pictures there. <laughs> but I, I would say, you know, LinkedIn is really the juggernaut to pay attention to. If you're going to focus your efforts, I would recommend uh, really putting more effort there. Twitter has has uh, some benefit and also for search ranking that can add to visibility. Instagram and Facebook, those I think we would put those on a tertiary level. But look at those as nice places to share community and culture engagement. That's usually a, a little bit lighter tone, uh, you know, not not as uh, strictly professional. So you can you can show you know the company barbecue and things like that are a little more fun on those kinds of platforms. But really, LinkedIn is where we see the majority of engagement and uh, lead generation when it comes to employer branding. Is there anything that we haven't discussed or something additional that you'd like to mention to our listeners about recruiting and retaining talent and employee brand, especially since you're putting on your putting together your new research um, to release mm-hmm. this year? Yeah. Uh, well, I think you know, keep an eye out for the new research. There are some interesting pieces in there and shifts that, that connect to our discussion around employer branding. But I, the, the last thing that I would – leave the listeners with is make it fun. I think you know a lot of these things sometimes it's there's so much pressure around you know recruiting and retaining and you know there's a there's a lot of drive for this and you've got uh, work that's got to get done but you know, I think 
don't forget to to show some of the fun of what you do. I mean, especially in engineering, this is a chance to talk about the kind of work that we love doing. So uh, some of that that passion can come through a little bit more and look for how you can tie it into what you're already doing day to day. And I think, uh, you know, for for leadership teams, it is a little bit of a, a cheerleader role, like get everybody excited about that and help them uh, use some of the tools to make that excitement more visible. And it has to stay in front of folks on a regular basis. So whether that's in you know monthly meetings or, you know, regular forums. I think this is a topic that we as an industry just have to keep pretty consistent focus on. But it, the nice part is that it weaves into a lot of the things that we're already doing. It just needs to stay top of mind. I like the creativity and the fun. That That's a good way to yeah. conclude this conversation yeah. about this topic. So, all right. Well, um, Carl, thank you for joining me to discuss this important topic for NSB Speaks listeners. How can our listeners reach you if they have questions or just want to know about a little more information about Hinge? Well, you can definitely check out our website. It's hingemarketing.com. And, you know, my direct email, you can can, uh, reach out directly to me. It's just my name, Carl Feldman at hingemarketing.com. Or give us a call. Well, I'll be sure to put your contact information, links to your PE Magazine article and to other relevant um, Hinge resources in our show notes so our listeners can access that. Also, uh, if NSP Speaks uh, listeners want to offer a comment about the podcast, please send an email to podcast at nspe.org. And if you're an NSP member, you can also strike up a conversation about employer branding on the NSP community's uh, website, and we'll be sure to Uh, post this podcast and our other social media outlets as well.